You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to another episode of Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, the podcast where we deeply dive into the shows that we see. This week we traveled off-Broadway in New York City to the immersive experience Punch Drunk's Sleep No More. Want to know how our experience went? Join us for the next 30 minutes. I'm Richie, a theater director and producer. And I'm Jeff, a music industry producer and manager. Let's explore Sleep No More. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Half hour. Welcome to today's show, everyone. Before we get started, we always like to let our listeners know a little bit of what we have seen and to let you all know that there are some spoilers that we're going to give away today in this episode. So if you still want to see it first, then that's okay. Go check it out and then come back and listen to this episode or not because you have been warned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That being said, today we're going to give you an overview of today's show, Punch Drunk Sleep No More. This has been running off-Broadway for many years. We have yet to have seen it until this fall. We have mm-hmm. now seen it, and we're really excited to talk about it. I'm really happy we got there to see it. Um, Sleep No More is an award-winning theatrical experience that tells Shakespeare's Scottish tragedy through a darkly cinematic lens. The story unfolds through an awe-inspiring blend of acrobatic choreography, a film noir soundtrack, and countless rooms of densely detailed atmosphere. Guests decide where to go and what to see, ensuring that everyone's journey is unique and each visit is different. Sleep No More won the 2011 Drama Desk Award for Unique Theatrical Experience and won Punch Drunk Special Citations at the 2011 Obie Awards for Design and Choreography, and it is directed by Felix Barrett and Maxine Doyle. Wow, 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 wow. I have a lot to say about this. Uh, Immersive doesn't even begin to do it, just that word is, I, I actually kind of feel the word, dare I say, is borderline getting overused now. Immer- oh, uh, really? Word, I find <laughs> that everything is immersive, which it is, and it's great, and I love immersive theater, immersive theater. But this is capital I immersive, I think. Uh, <laughs> all what, of the letters capital in so, immersive. So just so you all know, if you know for those of you who know New York City or who don't live in the area, don't know New York City, uh, you know off you know Broadway, right? Just central Manhattan. And there's off Broadway in central Manhattan as well. This is a little bit further down in the Chelsea area in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's set at the Mitch Kitchenquick Hotel, which is a very big, large old hotel building in New York City that this show has been running in now for over 10 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stopped during the COVID pandemic, of course, and came back. Um, And came back full throttle. I mean, a lot of people there. It's really, really, it is not hurting. I'm sure it's not hurting financially. It's not hurting with numbers. Uh, No, definitely not. Let's just I I would say it's definitely a little bit more in the uh, tourist trap now. It has become that, kind of. Yeah, I almost felt like I was one of the few native new yorkers there just yeah. from the vibe that i was getting from people which makes who, sense because yeah. i feel like something uh, when this show first was like you know getting its following and i remember a lot of like the cool trendy people would go to sleep no more and it was such a hard ticket to get so 
you know. Well, I will say something too. It's it's I do know people who live in this area who are like, oh, you know, I've never gotten to that, but I've always wanted to. Tell me how it is. And yeah. I'm shocked when I still hear that because I thought I was the only one who had not seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's but like when someone tells you that they haven't seen Wicked or The Lion King. Yeah. And there's still people in this area that haven't seen either of those. Yes, so, yes. Know. Or I, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so how did you feel about this process, Jeff, getting into Sleep No More at the McKittrick Hotel in terms of we what we entered, how, how the entrance was? Because it did the show, you know, doesn't just start right away no and uh, let's disclaim something here too uh, we're not going to go into actual too much detail of the actual show because this is a show that i feel like you need to go and experience on your own and that spoilers really wouldn't be the best thing for it so uh but we can talk about some things here on you know on the show and like what you're saying so I was actually a little um, nervous going to this show because I've heard so many things and like people that have gone to this show before have said like, oh, like you should maybe um, watch Macbeth or, you know, go in with like an open mind because it's very like interesting inside. The characters might, you know, bring you somewhere or do something and it's just very spooky. And you know, when I was working with Tommy Boy, um, we used to do our Tommy Boy party at the McKittrick Hotel. Mm. We would always see, you know, everyone going into the Sleep No More section. And we were going to be in, we were like in the uh, jazz club area. So we never really went to the actual show. But for me, I was always like, I'm so nervous because like, it's dark, it's spooky, it's eerie. And like the, you know, the fun fact or like, um, the story about this is like the McKittrick Hotel is a hotel that never opened because someone was murdered in the hotel. And I don't know how authentically real that is. Maybe it is. Um, but just thinking about that and that you now have to go into this hotel, it's like, eerie. is it haunted? Like, what do you, what, you know, what's it going well, when, to be When you us? walk in on the street level, you do go in and there's a coat check area. There's a front desk that you get your hotel key i'm using air yeah. quotes here if you can see a video of this um and because you do give they do give you the immersive experience that you're going to check into the hotel yeah. and so i automatically compare this to the tower of terror disney because there's that like welcome to the hotel and it's haunted and there's something about a haunted hotel american horror story like that's just a haunted right. thing so you go there and i i heard people saying can we hold on to our coats can we hold on to our purses can i wear my coat and they i heard the staff saying no 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 you cannot go in there with your coat we can't have bulky items you have to check everything here and then they give you the zip locked like literally locked zip bags to put your phones in so yeah. we were now no cell service phone is off it's in the bag zipped and locked and you will they will and you hold it the whole time you strap it around yourself mm. but they do not unlock it for you until the end so already in five minutes you're in a dark hallway you've checked your coat your belongings are locked and there's now just you and the 10 people you came with or the two people you came with or maybe you're there by yeah. yourself uh and so that is how you start and then I did like how you walk up the stairs and then you kind of walk through this dark hallway that's very dark that kind very of gets dark. you very – I was almost like I couldn't – I really couldn't see where the hall turned. And then it immersed you into the club nightclub. And yeah. that's where like home base is. So yeah. I, I do really appreciate from a creative director's perspective that 
as any human being is experiencing a ride or an attraction or a show that you have like a home base, like a lobby, mm-hmm. like a, this is where we're going to start and maybe end. And this is where the bathroom is. And this is where the lights are going to be on. And this is where you can get a drink and you can talk to a staff member. That's not an actor. And you can just like kind of in case there was an emergency, like, you know, you have right. a base. And I actually really thought that was smart yeah. to have the base. But even like going down that hallway, like you were talking about, it's like sensory overload because you're like, I don't know. I do think like the start to this, you know, entryway here um, really built up the excitement for me about like Mm. what we were about to experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's interesting. And then now we're like sitting in the club. You have a drink. You relax. Have a drink, drink. You know, and you see people around you and you're like, okay. And at first I was kind of like, oh, like, is everyone here, like, just going to this show? Or are there some plants in here that might be part of the show? I didn't know how it was going to start. Because, like, when we went to Great Gatsby Immersive, like, the cast was already among you when you're in the mm. the bar. So I didn't know here, when we were in the McKittrick, if it was going to be the same style. Like, who was actually part of the show and who wasn't? Was there anyone even in there from the show? You know, and you're and, and you're given a card. So aces, twos, threes, fours, they call you in by groups. And so your number card was different than mine. And I had heard from multiple people, you will get split up. Don't stay with your partner the whole time or your group. Like if they see you in a group, like you're, they're going to want you to split up and you'll get the best experience. And I'm like, oh, well, it's just, you know, Richie and Jeff together. It was just the two of us. So maybe we will stay together, you know, but I was given a card and then you were given a card, but we actually were still finishing our drinks. So we decided to go into the, uh, shall we say the queue or the, like, let's give you the rules before you start room. Mm-hmm. And so we did that together. And I actually kind of liked that. My recommendation would be go into that queue together so you get the get the like the rules like you're going to wear this mask you're going to go here and there you can't talk like all the rules i kind of like that you were like getting the rules with your group so like everyone understood the rules you know there wasn't going to be someone wait oh they never called my card or i stayed in the bar too long or i went in too early i don't know there's something about starting something together as a group that i think is smart um okay and so i don't know I, to me i kind of liked that yes but, i i feel though I wonder what our experience would have been like if we went in separately. Well, for those of you wondering who have done this before, you're probably like, did you guys stay together or not? Uh when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The question, I will say we were there about three hours. So for those of you who are like, how long is this? And this is like really kind of public knowledge. The whole thing is about three hours. But Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was there for 20 minutes. 
because yeah. you have no windows, you don't have your phone, and you are like immersed in this setting. And so I liked the actress, who, the woman who was telling us a little bit about it. And you do wear these masks. They're kind of like Phantom of the Opera mask with a pointed nose and they, except they cover yeah. the full top half of your face. And well, the mask you, is known here. The mask is known. It's like it's super iconic. Everyone knows that you wear a mask when you go into this show. So go go on. Yeah, no. So of course. So well, and we're going to talk about the mask in a second. But we all put the mask on. We get the rules, and then we're in this little holding room. And then all of a sudden, we get to her saying, "Okay, now we're starting." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm realizing I think we walked up steps, but I know this is a big building, and I'm just trying to figure out like how this starts. And she says something along the lines of, "Now you must decide the last thing before you start, which is up or down." And yeah. she opens the door and into a stairwell, and some people go up and some people go down. And mm-hmm. at this point, we split. Yeah. And Jeff and I split, and I was kind of like a all right, see you when I see you. We weren't like feeling like we needed to be glued to the hip. I also yeah. wasn't running away from you. I didn't need to try to immediately get away from you. I was just like, all right, I think I'm going up. And you were like, I think I'm going down or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And from then on, Jeff, would you say that out of the three hours, I think I was separated from you for the, at least the first two. Easily. And maybe we were only together the last four minutes. I think there was minutes. one time that I saw you in there and I was like, yeah. hmm, do I go up to him or do yeah. I just kind of continue yeah. what I'm doing? And, and, you know? and so without giving too much away about the specifics in the rooms, because I think it's really important that people learn that on their own. You are, I think, I believe it's four floors with a stairwell. There is an elevator as well, but I, we were using the stairs. And there I think are it was like, five. Oh, it might have been five. It might have been five. It's five, yeah. And there's staff at every level in case you need the bathroom or there's an emergency and the stairwells are lit so you can like get out and go down to the bar area if you need to. Um, And we were off on our own. Yeah. And and the masks, let's talk about the masks. So the white, all of the guests are wearing white masks. The Mm -hmm. actors are wearing no masks. The actors staging the show. And then the stewards, I think they called them, the people working the facility are in a black face mask i believe um but every like, like a covid mask yeah but all of us visitors were wearing these white masks so for me first of all loved that i oh, yeah. i originally thought oh whoa whoa, whoa. i gotta wear this mask all the time is it gonna get like uncomfortable no they like there's a drawstring on it so you can make it as tight or as loose as you want i never wanted to take it off and it became this might sound dramatic, but it became like a part of me for a yeah. few hours. Like I was wearing this mask and I also think it's a safety issue too. Actors can then clearly tell who is an actor and who is not. Uh, audience can clearly tell who is an actor. It's a, it's a, it's a grounds thing, but there's yeah. also the sense of like, Oh, in a room when you're surrounding the actors or performers, everyone becomes the scenery. Like yeah. I was blown away by that aspect of like, wait, I'm not looking at the person across the room's facial reactions. I'm not looking at them at all. They've immediately become part of the wall to mm-hmm. me anyway. I don't know. Did you feel the same? Yeah. I kind of felt like with the mask, you're, you're a little bit of like, you're the witches. Yeah, sure. Sure. You're, you're like, you're watching in secret and you know, I mean, you're not really interacting with the cast members in the way that the witch would actually do it, but you're kind of just like there. You're like the, you're like the other like birds almost, just watching scenes happen. And yeah, totally. I think you you really 
that's the way that you immerse yourself into this show and where this whole immersion word comes from here. Because I sometimes feel like with immersive shows, they try to blend too much together, like between uh, cast member and audience member, where this one, you felt like you became part of the show because they gave you something. Mm. And, so it was a and, little different. And there was this piped in music throughout all of the floors. So you were feeling like you were in a film. I did yeah. feel like I was in a movie. And when we had watched the tragedy of Macbeth film, the Cohen film, um, that was Ethan Cohen, I believe did that film. It was Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of film noir-esque yeah. too. So it's cool to see that before this. And I and I'm I'm dying to know a little bit more, Jeff, about your approach with this. But from my approach was for this was I okay, and, and they did warn you you're not gonna see everything. You're no. you're simply not in one visit anyway. So you need to just realize that you're gonna see what you're gonna see. And if you know the Macbeth plot already or the gist of it, you're fine. Because yeah. there's no dialogue. It's all movement-based scene. Well, work. that's that's a big question. Do you feel like people should know Macbeth before going and seeing it? See, to me, it's yes and no. I think to have a general understanding of it, yes. But because there was no f- through-line plot, there is in a way. But because you're not experiencing the through-line plot in the consecutive order, I don't think it really matters. You should know generally what's happening with Macbeth and Lady Macbeth and the in the kingdom and everything, like a general gist. But overall, my approach with this was... I'm going to go in and mm-hmm. I'm just going to go anywhere I want because they make it really clear. Do whatever you want. Just don't. But I, I was almost going to say like, don't touch things or break things, but like people were touching the scenery, the props and like the chairs, the tables standing on things, sitting on things. Yeah. And, like, as long as you weren't hurting yourself or hurting someone else or harming someone, you were really able to do like whatever you want there. And so I kind of had this idea, like let me run up to the fourth floor. I would walk into a room and no one was there. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to the third floor now. Oh, someone's here. Let me follow them. Okay, I'm going to stay here for 10 minutes. Okay, wait. I hear something. I'm going to go here. I was very sporadic on purpose. And mm. I did, And some people stay with one actor and follow them for an hour and then stay with another actor and follow them. There was something about that I didn't want to do. I wanted mm. to really just be in the – like I was in the movie. I was in the story and I would, I think I, I really think I explored every room there because I was up and down and up and down. I love that. Oh yeah. I wish my phone was tracking my steps because yeah. I feel like my, st- my steps were out of control. I feel like one, a friend told me that I should watch Macbeth. So, or read Macbeth, do one or the other, and at least know part of it before going and seeing it, which I actually feel like you should do it because I would have been completely lost if I didn't know anything about Macbeth and if I didn't have the refresher that we recently had. So I do think it helped me a little bit because it eliminated a moment of, like, if I was confused, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have just wandered around and not really have known what was going on so instead for me it became more of the challenge of like okay i want to try to find a specific character and i want to follow them Mm. and or i wanted to try to follow their whole story so not to get into too much detail but the story replays multiple times yeah so you can get different scenes every hour i think it's three times i think it's three times it's three hours and the whole play is done in about an hour and then it repeats i think because then at the very end we all are gathered 
you know, at, in the big ballroom, which is one of the big rooms. And I won't tell you all what happens at the end, but you know, yeah. I think we all were kind of brought there and then exited there to back yeah. to that bar uh, at right. the very end, you know, on purpose. Right. So is there a character that you feel like you caught on to and kind of followed around? I think I think I was following Macduff a little bit. I think okay. I did follow Macbeth a little bit, but like I said, I was and if anybody's listening and kind of took this approach, I was all over the place. I was yeah. watching so I was like, I want to soak in the costumes, the lighting, the music, the movement. The movement is so beautiful. Some of so these beautiful. scenes are so intimately choreographed and staged, and and dramatic and sad and funny and a little bit of everything. Uh, I do have a favorite scene, which I think I can say, generally speaking, without ruining anything. Uh, <laughs> but I'm curious to know if you have one, a favorite one, too. But I think I was all over the place in this whole hotel. Yeah, I think I ended up really following Macbeth and Lady Macbeth the whole time. And I kept trying to find their origin story. And then I wanted to find the end with them the whole time so at a certain point i kind of really caught on to it especially like when i saw them do a scene that i I had already seen them do and when that was happening i tried to find like maybe one or two other characters that may have related to um them too so it was cool and you know if anyone wants to talk about this with me later, I think there were some really cool moments that I do want to talk about with people who have seen the show because there were some things that I discovered. Anyway, that's very generic there. But I um, I do think it kind of like enhanced me understanding more of the different levels of the floors and where in the story each floor was. Yeah. Because I do think that they're not in order right i think that's done on purpose yeah and i think some people might say to you oh no they're definitely in an order but i don't think they are you know no and that's why i think this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Up, down, stay up at the top and work your way down, vice versa. Yeah. It all works. I mean, upstairs in that like speakeasy bar room, yeah. that scene with the strobing light, I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah. was maybe my favorite. It was insanely cool. There's just moments and like and I would what's say nice that is like, definitely yeah. If you if you want to say like what's the most memorable room here and the environment, I think that's definitely and I think you could almost spend your whole time in that room and you would get something very different each time. And I know mo- some people go to this multiple times and will and will say okay, this time I'm I'm going to follow this one person the whole time. This time I'm going to only go in this room the whole time. Like some people really make it like a mission to try it this multiple times. Well, I also Um, know someone who has gone 15 times. Wow. So if you keep going back, like I think if I went back to this show, I would go in a very different way. I don't think I would actually need to fully follow each storyline because at this point I get like the story happening and what's happening there I would kind of want to maybe pick like one or two 
rooms and kind of like really stay there and wait for something to come into that room. Like be in the room and see if the room plays part as being a character. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, there's it's lit well it's designed well it's set up very well yeah. i would love to have known what those rehearsals or even what the rehearsals are like when they're putting new performers in you yeah. know how they're rem- are there cues in the music that's reminding them oh we have to get down here now because some of them yeah. gather at specific moments as large groups and it, it's it, it was kind of like when we saw gatsby i was like how do they rehearse yeah. this it's very immersive and which means it's a kind of a stage manager's nightmare in a way i always find <laughs> when you're really corralling people also like you just got to be careful you have a mask on it's dark you gotta you have to be agile to do this you have to be willing to yeah. move around a lot. some people were like ag- i don't want to say aggressively but we're like really aggressively following yeah. someone and i'm like uh, part of there well there was a part of me that i kind of wanted to be like all right relax like you don't need to run the second an actor runs like someone's gonna get hurt like you you barreled through three people to follow this actor like like chill out like because i don't I, know that's the only thing i will say is it got a little aggressive i do think all, like right? so the mask is a great element there it's also very spooky there was a few times like you know you turn a corner and someone's there in the mask <laughs> and i'm like I, I literally gasped a few times or like yelped because I was so scared. And like the other person did that at the same time. They were like, and you know, I was like, whoa, okay, sorry. And then you like laugh about it after, but you're not supposed to speak or anything because it affects the show. Um, but I do kind of agree. I kind of feel like there was maybe like 20 to 30 too many people in the mm, space it was a busy that, space yeah that would probably be my only downfall and we were there on a wednesday night so like i could only imagine like friday what this is like on a friday or saturday at some points it was just like a little too much because like you're watching a scene and the people that are like chasing after the actors or whatever it's kind of just like come on like be cool you're yeah, supposed just to chill. not you're supposed to not like be there you know, right, you're you're right. there, but like, be the fly on the wall. Don't be the fly on the person's skin. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I right? also because feel that, like that's where I was like, okay, like, you know, if they're having a scene in a room and there's choreography happening or whatever, they have to move around, and you're on top of them, like, I'm here, and it's like, mm, just be chill. That that would be my only like downfall of the show because I feel like at a certain point it was probably a little more chill and cool and now it's a little bit more like okay let's race and run I don't know yeah I, I also I agree fe- with you on that and I also feel like um, they say no talking and I think that most people were not talking there was a couple of people that would like talk really loud I'm like okay well, like and they were yeah. like saying let's go over here I'm like shh like stop like yeah, so yeah. there is a little bit of that it's not a lot though it doesn't deter me um, I, I do like that there's no dialogue from the actors I don't think yeah. that I don't think I needed any dialogue and I love that there was no dialogue. And like I said, it flies by when well, you hear first, three hours without your phone, no windows and an immersive space with no rules, but just go wherever you want. I, I just thought it flew by. I really yeah, do. At first I didn't know how the no dialogue was going to happen. Uh, sometimes there are some words here and there where there's like some singing happening like that. But I, that's where I feel like you do need to know Macbeth because then you kind of know like what's happening in the scene so like because there's no dialogue it can be very confusing um and, yeah. and and talking about Macbeth as a whole i guess a question for you jeff would be do you 
Does this only work with Shakespeare? Does it only work with drama? Does it only work in New York? Like, these are questions because why doesn't this tour? Why is this not done? Why is it an original story? Not written? Why are we basing this off of Shakespeare? Like, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'm curious to just know you're over. I know we're almost out of time, but just your thoughts on New York immersion. This, is it working only with this specific style? I think it's just like what that whole space embodies. Like, so if you're going to tour this, you would need that space. You need an old abandoned hotel somewhere to kind of set the whole stage. And I don't know if that would work, you know, everywhere. Also, like, could it be in major cities? Like, could they have one running in Chicago or one running in L.A. or one running in, you know, Miami? Sure. Or like London? Yeah, I'm sure there's a space that could do that. But I think what's so cool about this is that this has become like a New York staple. So because of that, like maybe people come here and they check this out. And, and also with, in terms of Shakespeare, Shakespeare is heavily reliant on its dialogue and there was no dialogue. So there's a part of me that's like totally works, but also could have been, could be an original story. And I think it could work. I, I think, I think it could work in many ways. I don't know if like a comedy would work for something like this. Like yeah. but Gatsby had its comedy moments and I did work in a way I look at this um, as like more of like an interpretive dance theater piece rather than an actual play. It's a play, but it's not fully like a play as we traditionally know it. So and it's, all, it's also set in that like I, I want to say 1920s style of yeah. costuming and and lighting and just that and that era was very mysterious and dark and and edgy and and different for its time. And so it worked. Yeah. It all works. It's a really really smart piece of theater and. I mean, I think that we talked. We started the conversation with immersive. We can end with immersive and say, uh, "Sure, let's keep it up. Let's keep going. Let's do small immersive off Broadway. Let's do large commercial immersive." It's well, we've always talked about working. immersive a few times now because, like, we've been to Here Lies Love now, which was yeah. immersive. We went to The Great Gatsby, which was immersive. I think you know, is more going to keep coming? Yeah, because I feel like people are tired of just sitting in the seat and watching a show that still has its place on broadway and off broadway but like you're in new york city people and especially with this being like semi downtown it's just outside of the you know the broadway scene that it just works and it's like that cool crowd you know i feel like there's another thing like the nutcracker the nutty cracker yeah they have that a little bit more and they have Um, another one queen of the night was um <clears throat> you know something and then great gatsby obviously so i'm very curious to see what people have up their sleeves yeah for, for immersion, sure <laughs> immersion broadway yes um, so there yeah so mm. oh. oh my gosh almost out of time this really flew by um okay wow. so that does wrap up our discussion on the episode today final thoughts jeff on sleep no more in new york city go well, first of all, this is the perfect time to go to sleep no more, too, because it's spooky season. So yes. you should definitely check it out now if you're looking for something a little bit on the spooky side. But it's immersive. It's fun. It's cool. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Watch Macbeth. Go check Sleep No More out and have fun. You know, Totally agree. Love theater like this. Had a great time. Really, really impressive. And it should be a thing that every New Yorker does and even a visitor. It just added to the list. What a great, great experience. A really eye-opening. 
For Amazing. sure. Yes. Uh, that wraps up our discussion for the episode. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today on Sleep No More. Sleep No More is playing at the McKittrick Hotel. You can get your tickets to the show at the link in our episode description here. Yes. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. So continue the conversation with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. And let us know your thoughts on Sleep No More and any other Broadway or off-Broadway shows you'd like us to discuss. And if you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review. Your feedback helps us bring more Broadway and off-Broadway to you. Remember, you can listen to our past episodes and please stay tuned for upcoming ones as well. We are in the thick of it here with the fall. Lots of new plays and musicals on its way. More episodes to come. We're really excited for this season. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.